You know, Jesus warned us that in the end times, deception like a virus will spread like wildfire. Disguised as the answer to all our problems, our secular culture can only offer replacements to the truth. The good news is that the truth of the Bible is the cure. In Pastor Jack Hibbs' new book called Living in the Days of Deception, he reveals the antidote to the lies we're told that have become increasingly harder to detect. From the inspiring foreword written by Mike Pompeo to the final chapters, Pastor Jack exposes how to combat deceptive spirits and equips us when we're deceived by the ultimate liar, Satan himself. Living in the Days of Deception by Jack Hibbs is a powerful must-read, and when you order, you can bundle by getting the DVDs and a downloadable link for a gift of any amount at jackhibbs.com radio. That's jackhibbs.com radio. Real Life presents the Jack Hibbs Podcast with intention and boldness to proclaim truth, equip the saints, and impact our culture. I believe that we are now starting to see on a more acceptable level, we are certainly being primed like a pump. In four days, we went from balloon to UFO. I submit to you tonight that something has happened in recent time that has opened a door, as it were, of demonic activity that is now upon planet Earth. It may have always been here, but now there's something going on. You can get the outlines of this podcast by going to jackhibbs.com slash podcast. Today, if this podcast lifts you up and encourages you to live a more fulfilled life in Christ, then make sure you leave us one of those five-star ratings. To us, that's like saying amen or yes. Then that rating will encourage others to listen. Now open your hearts to what God's Word has to say to you. Here is Jack Hibbs. John chapter 14, verse 29, Jesus says, Now I've told you before it comes, that when it does come to pass, you may believe. Notice that the things that are happening in the world are designed that you might believe. Not jump up and down, not swing from chandeliers, not do this or do that, but God tells you these things in advance that you might believe. In Matthew chapter 24, which is the Olivet Discourse, in other words, Jesus gave this teaching to his disciples regarding the moments that would lead up to his second coming return to Jerusalem to establish his kingdom. But out of it, we can glean some important things. Again, keep in mind of what's going on in our world around us. Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came to him to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said to them, do you not see all these things? Assuredly, I say to you, not one stone shall be left here upon another that shall not be thrown down. Now, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, that's why what he's about to say is called the Olivet Discourse, the disciples came to him privately saying, or asking, they're going to ask three questions. See if you can catch them. Tell us, they're speaking to Jesus, tell us, when will these things be? That is, the destruction of the temple would be indicative of the destruction of the nation. Jesus, if we don't have a temple, we don't have a country. What are you talking about? When will these things be? Number two, what will be the sign of your coming? And number three, the end of the age or the end of the world as we know it. 
the end of the age. And Jesus, verse 4, said to them, take heed that no one deceives you. We don't need to go any further than that portion of scripture, but to say deception is the greatest thing that comes against you tonight. With all that's going on in the world around us, deception is everywhere like never before. In all areas, and we'll address some of those tonight, Ephesians 5 verse 6, let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. A son of disobedience is someone who has been deceived. Don't let that happen to you. Colossians chapter 2 verse 8, beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the traditions of men according to the basic principles of the world and not according to Christ. Beautiful warnings. Acts chapter one, listen to this. And being assembled together with them, he, that is Jesus, commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. That's Jesus speaking. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Verse six, therefore, when they had come together, they asked him saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? That's their question. So Jesus, you died on the cross, you rose again from the dead, you're glorified, we're talking to you right now, does the kingdom age begin? Are you gonna go sit on the throne of David now, just down the street in Jerusalem? Normal thinking, I get it. You and I would have thought the exact same thing. This is where Jesus throws off the tyranny of Rome and he establishes a kingdom. What could be left? Makes perfect sense. And it does make perfect sense unless God's got a plan to bring a whole lot of others into the kingdom of God. Verse seven, and he said to them, it is not for you to know the times and the seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. You ought, to, you ought to ask yourself this question. Why did Jesus say that? The answer is because 2,000 years had to pass. Because Scripture does not contradict Scripture. We're going to find out in Thessalonians that the Bible tells us, Paul will say, you will have, in 1 Timothy, you will have no need that I should write unto you concerning the times and the seasons. You're going to know. So what's different? 2,000 years. That's what's different. That's why tonight's different for you than those 2,000 years ago. Listen to this. He's going to prove that to us here in a moment. Verse 8, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, notice, and in all Judea, epicenter, outward. Next is Samaria. Beyond Samaria is the end of the earth, the uttermost parts of the earth, to Chino Hills. <laughs> now, when he had spoken these things, watch this, while they watched, he was taken up in a cloud. That is not a cloud, by the way, of a cloudy day. That is the glory of God. This is probably angelic, uh, angelic manifestation being the cloud that he's received up into. This is glory. This is not a cloudy day. 
and received up out of their sight. And while they looked steadfast toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, no doubt angels, who said to them, men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, who was taken up from you into heaven, will so come again in like manner as you've seen him go into heaven. What an awesome statement. By the way, that applies in two ways. Number one, when Christ returns for his church, he's going to appear in the atmosphere and call us up. We'll talk about that soon. But also in the second coming, the Bible tells us every eye will see him. The entire unbelieving world will see him. The Bible says that in the second coming, the world will tremble for fear over the wrath of the lamb that has come to judge the earth. Can you imagine? That's the second coming. And um, that is where he sets up that kingdom that the disciples were asking about. But the church had a missionary call, and they were to be sent out. And Jesus told them, you're going to go to Jerusalem, you're going to go to Judea, Samaria, and then you're going to go to the other, uh, uttermost parts of the earth. I wonder what they thought about that. They looked at the sand dial on their wrist and figured out, how fast can we get that done? And um, It's amazing. I want to put this statement up on the screens for you. We'll uh, just look at it together. All current events must be viewed in light of the number one most important biblical prophecy in the Bible regarding the last days. This is the most important. Listen, get this right. This is the most important Bible prophecy concerning the last days. I personally believe the most important Bible prophecy of all time is Genesis 3.15, where there the prophecy by God is given that we will be redeemed from the seed of the woman, which refers to a woman bringing forth the Messiah that would save us from our sins. The greatest prophecy of all is that God would save us, and that was uttered to Adam and Eve from the lips of God himself. So all current events must be viewed in light of the number one most important biblical prophecy in the Bible regarding the last days. And if you miss this one, you miss them all. And it is the re-existence or the rebirth of the nation Israel. We must start here tonight. Today, the modern state of Israel is the single most important time stamp regarding the future. Friends, listen. You say, Jack, man, I thought you were going to talk about balloons and stuff. We will. <laughs> We will, but it's all based on the single most important prophetic fulfillment in the Bible, and that is the nation of Israel. That is what God said, you'll know when I'm going to go to work again, when I bring Israel back from all of the nations of the world back into her own land, listen to this, and I'll even bring them back into their own land, he said in Ezekiel, and they'll come back in unbelief. Did you know that? The Jews in Israel today call themselves Jews. Most of them claim to be atheists. Go figure that out. And uh, when you do talk to them, they're all angry. They don't believe in the God that put them through the Holocaust and everything else. They're all upset with them, who they don't believe in, but they're upset with them. Uh, but I always point it out to them. It's, a fa it's fascinating. Your Bible prophecy right in front of me. Because the Bible says that you'd come back to your own land in unbelief. You don't believe in Yahweh right now. You don't trust him. You don't read his word. But just know this. God anticipated all that. The point was, I'm going to give the nation a rebirth. And you need to ask that question, did that really happen? So mark this down just in our arguments tonight. Arriving now is the fact that Israel exists tonight 
a second time, and no nation in the history of man has ever come alive a second time but Israel. Where is that found in the Bible? Nearly 3,000 years ago, Isaiah wrote in Isaiah 66, verse 8, Who has heard such a thing? Who has seen such a thing? Shall the earth be made to give birth in one day? Shall a nation be born at once? For as soon as Zion was in labor, she gave birth to her children. And on May 14, 1948, Israel became a nation for the second time no other nation ever has. That's just foundational to where we're going. That's for any skeptics in the house to think we're making stuff up. It's incredible. Why is that important? Because right now on the screen, you can look at the Iranian leaders are calling right now, tonight, they're calling for the destruction, the utter destruction of Israel from off the face of the earth. They want Israel eradicated. Think about that. And yet that's throughout the Old Testament scriptures that Israel would be hated. Israel would be sought after to be destroyed. Well, Israel has been resurrected as a nation, and the Bible warns us that in the last days, every nation that seeks to go against Israel will wind up being destroyed. That's an amazing statement. Somebody might say, well, the, you guys believe, you know, you Christians, you check your brains in at the door when you go into church. Well, I don't know what you're doing somewhere else, but that's the opposite here. You want to come in thinking, Bible open, and knowing history. Because God is the author of history, and God's the author of the future. That's why the two coalesce perfectly. Just know this. Israel exists as a nation, but she's got enemies. So I, I stated this when I put that headline up there to tell you. You may not believe Israel is a viable nation today, but its enemies do. Their opinion matters. Ours doesn't. God said, I will do it, and he's done it. Number two, now arriving is this, the rise of international tensions among the nations. It is heating up on a global scale. You and I living in the West, now we're predominantly preoccupied with China, Russia, and North Korea, but you're not paying close attention to the uh, brink of war between India and Pakistan, both of them pointing nuclear weapons at each other. And there's so many other things going on in the globe around us. That's happening right now. That's going on right now. Israel's to be destroyed. That's the wish of their enemies. And there's global tension among nations right now. And so I want all of you to be thinking about this um, and follow through with me. Just hang on. You might be surprised with my conclusion. But I want you to pay attention. So about a what? A week, a week and a half ago? There was quite a stir regarding the Chinese balloon, the big one, uh, that made it across the U.S., and there's been all kinds, and now there's going to be investigations, and there should be, as to what did it gather. We now have uh, most of the parts reassembled. That's great to hear. And um, the unnerving part is <laughs> that many of the parts we found out that have been reassembled were made in the United States. And, the, and, it's written, and there's English written on the parts, not Chinese. So who made the balloon? Did we sell it to them? Did we ship them the parts? Well, there's an investigation underway, as you well know, but the fact of the matter is this. Uh, balloon, balloon, and everybody had memes, and everybody's making jokes about balloons, and, every, and I get it. Well, I did the same thing. And, um, uh, and, and so... 
you know, the balloon issue. And, and then something else happened. There was the manifestation of several other uh, things that were not called balloons. Instantly, they were not called balloons. Uh, they were called um, something cylindrical. Uh, one thing was called, um, was, was octagonal. One was uh, viewed by some or reported by some to be somewhat uh, a, a rectangular type shape. Uh, but no mention to them being tied to a balloon, which is interesting. You didn't hear that, did you? You didn't hear a second balloon. And then there's these things. And we heard comments like, well, we're not sure what they are. And then you started to hear those three letters, UFO, UFO, UFO. It's amazing to me how we go from a balloon to almost UFO panic. And now out of the woodwork, people are reporting UFOs all around the world. Well, listen, this stuff's gonna increase. And how are you gonna be affected by it? There's gonna be greater things that are displayed with greater detail. For example, there are naval personnel of great rank, mind you. One of them is an, is an admiral who said that once after that object descended into the ocean, that they were able to track it because they were doing maneuvers off the coast of San Diego and they had submarines. And they tracked that device that went down into the water at speeds of over 500 miles an hour underwater. That's impossible. Well, then it's from some other world. I think it's from some other world, all right. But not the world you're thinking of. I believe that we are now starting to see on a more acceptable level we are certainly being primed like a pump to start talking from balloon. In, in four days, we went from balloon to UFO. In fact, there are military personnel tonight stating, in fact, a couple of them are in trouble with their Pentagon peers because they said, we may be looking at extraterrestrial activity. And they've been scolded for that. I would only add this. It's extraterrestrial, all right. It's demonic. This is satanic deception. Able to manifest itself enough to be so deceptive that the Bible says, in the last days, don't be deceived. What were you thinking about deception that would be easy? No, how about a deception that Jesus warned it is going to be so deceiving that if it were possible, even my very elect would be deceived? Do demons or do fallen angels have the ability to appear materialistically? Can they take form? The Bible's very clear about that. I submit to you tonight that something has happened in recent time that has opened a door, as it were, of demonic activity that is now upon planet Earth. It may have always been here, but now there's something going on. You need to be very, very careful to understand that the deception warned about in the Bible certainly takes all this stuff into consideration because 
Jesus said there's going to be deceiving signs and wonders in the heavens. In the air above our head and beyond. I just love the fact that the Bible anticipates everything the world's going to throw at us. It's just, are we going to discipline our minds to think biblically? This Jack Hibbs podcast, as well as all the broadcast outreach opportunities, are listener supported. Will you consider partnering with us through a special gift? Go to jackhibbs.com to learn more and stay connected. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.